Rabotai, yesterday we discussed a little bit about Ephron, who uh, promises uh, a lot and actually delivers almost nothing. And uh, at the end of the day, he winds up charging a tremendous amount of money. So I want to quote the Pasuk in Kohelet says, Ohev Kesef, someone who loves Kesef, Lo Kesef. He will not be satiated with money. So if you love money, you won't be satiated with money. So there's a great story from Rev. Ruven Karlinstein. He says, there was once a guy who was a, he was a money lender. And he used to lend money with rebeat. He would lend everyone. He would try and charge them interest, which we know is asur to charge people interest. So there was once a guy, and he says there was a, this guy, he was an interest loan, a loan shark. He said he was even greater than Rebbe Akiva. So they all asked, what are you talking about? The guy was lived his whole life as Isurim. All he ever did was lend money beribit. You know what, uh, for interest, how can he be greater than Rabbi Akiva? So he says, I'll tell you what I mean. He says, when the man got very, very sick, they took him to the hospital. He was ill, lying on his deathbed. He could barely speak. He barely had any strength left. And they came into him and, uh, and they asked him, they said, you know, right before he passed away, they said, you know, uh, which I know it's about, but there's a big deal on the table. Someone asked, he wants to borrow money. They, so they said, but he wants to borrow it at 1%. And the guy raises his fingers and he says, uh-uh, two, 2%, like this. He goes, two, two. And that, with those, with that moment, with those fingers like that, he died. So he said, so I said this guy is bigger than Rabbi Akiva. He says, why? Because it says Rabbi Akiva died. Al-Kidush Hashem, he said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. So the last word on Rabbi Akiva's mouth was one. The last letter is the last words on this guy's mouth was two. So Kanerei was even bigger than Rabbi Akiva. But I think what's fascinating about it is that not only do we find in this, in this story this nature of Oyev Kesef, a person who loves money will never be satisfied with money. The, uh, the Midrash says on the same pasuk, Ohev Torah, lo Torah. A person who loves Torah will not be satiated with Torah. Now, what is this idea? And what, how could it be that the same, the Midrash is equating a person who has a never-ending lust and desire for money and saying the same thing, Oev Torah, lo Yizbat Torah. How could you compare the two? How could you bring those two things and say them in the same breath? What's the relationship between them? So we know Gemara says, on this idea of a person who uh, desires money, who all he thinks about is money, all he values is money, the Gemara says, Yesh lo maneh, if he has a hundred, rotzeh, matayim, he wants two hundred. If he has a hundred, he wants two hundred. Yesh lo matayim, if he has two hundred, rotzeh, arba So the Ba'alei Musar say, that the fascinating thing is that the fact that you want, you have 100, you want more, that fact, you'd think that if you got more, you'd be happy. But actually, it's not just that it stays out of your reach, but the gulf between what you have and what, will, what you think you want also multiplies. Because the difference between a guy who has 100 and wants 200, how far away is he from what he wants? He's 100 away from what he wants. When he has 200, how far away is he from what he wants? 200. That means that just like the money lender, Rabbi Akiva, he's double as far away, not even from get. We know that when you get there, we know that when you get there, you're not going to be happy. But the chidush is that the more you have, the less you feel you have. Everybody knows that if you're a millionaire, you want to be a billionaire. Everybody knows that. We know, we know this idea that the more you have, the more you want. That we know. 
But what we don't know is that a person becomes less. And what's amazing to notice about this is that this is hinted in the word itself. Take a look at the word kesef. The first letter is chaf. The second letter is tzamach. The, second, the last letter is pei. The letters go up sequentially. So as you, a person who has kesef, they're always looking, there's always going to be more and more and more that it's going to be further and further away from them. However, there's another way to have a relationship with money. And that's a more ideal way of having a relationship with money. And that is, what's more precious than kesef? Zahav. Zayin is seven. Hey is five. Bet is two. It goes down. That the means that a person, as he, get, as he graduates from this childish relationship with money, he could get to a point where even though he has he has his interest in it, his obsession with it goes down. Sometimes you see people who are, there's a difference between, they say, between new money and old money. New money needs to flash it around everywhere. They're insecure about it. They need to show everybody. They need to buy a Rolls Royce. They put their name on the license plate. It's not enough to have the Rolls Royce. It has to say, I'm awesome on the Rolls Royce. And I remember once I was driving in Israel and I saw there was a Mercedes Benz driving next to me. And it was the funniest thing. Now, everyone over here, the, you know, the, the dream in America is to own a Mercedes. If you have a Mercedes in Israel, you're a cab driver. Right? That was because they used to have a deal. And I thought to myself, if, if that's not the most beautiful mashal for this world, right? I don't know what is. Because over here you're thinking, well, that's the top of the heap. Yeah. And then you go to Israel, and the guy who's at the bottom of the heap, what is he driving? He's driving what you're driving. Isn't that amazing? But that's the nature, really, of the, 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 the status, these things that, that we chase, that we run after our whole lives, there's really, there's nothing to them. Rabotai, I want to add one last point on this. In the beginning of the parasha, it says that Chayesa, Sarah died at 127, and Vayavo Avraham, and Avraham came to spoil the Sarah of the he came to eulogize Sarah and to cry and to cry about, about the loss that he that they suffered in, in missing out this great tzaddikah from the world. So the Sefarim ask, why is it, why is it that um, uh, Sarah Imenu is being eulogized only by her husband? How come Yitzhak Avinu is not also part and part you know part and parcel of this? of this procedure. He should also be talking about the, the, the Hesped. He should also be crying about Sarah Imenu. And the answer that they give is magnificent. Listen to this, so special. It says that Moshe Rabenu, when he passed away, the Ziknei Hador, the elders of the generation said, Oy le'oto busha. Wow, what an embarrassment. Oy le'oto, how terrible. It's so sad that because Moshe Rabbeinu, he's, who's now the leader of the Jewish people? Yehoshua. But Moshe Rabbeinu was Kipne Hama. He was like the sun. His brilliance was so strong. You know, they couldn't even look at him. They had the Masve, he had the... Now we have Yehoshua. You know, he's the student. But he's, he doesn't compare to Moshe Rabbeinu. We used to have the sun. What do we have now? Yehoshua is like Kipne Alevana. The Sefarim ask, why is it that it says the Zikne Hador... The elders of the generation were crying. What, the young people didn't realize what they lost? And the answer is magnificent. He says, because the elders of the generation had something the young people didn't. The young people, they didn't know Moshe Rabbeinu when he was Yehoshua's age. So they didn't know that Yehoshua was not the same as Moshe Rabbeinu. Because they thought Yehoshua was younger. Maybe Moshe is like this now. When he was younger, he was the same as Yehoshua. They had no way of knowing. So since they had no way of knowing, as far as they were concerned, Yehoshua could really be Moshe Rabbeinu also. 
But the Zikneh Hador, who knew Moshe at the age of Yehoshua, were able to say, even back then the difference was uh, night and day, like the sun and the moon. The answer as well is with regards to Sarai Menu. Uh, Yitzhak Avinu, he wasn't born when Sarah was 20. He was born when Sarah was an elderly woman. So he looks at his, at his mother, she's born 90 years old, Sadeket. Hazako Baruch, she's 90. What's she going to do? Where's she going to go? She's going partying, right? So it's not a big deal that she's a Sadeket. So for Yitzhak to eulogize his mother doesn't really say much. But Abraham, he said, what Abraham was able to communicate was that Sarah Imenu was a tzaddiket back when I knew her, when she was a little girl. She was a Navi back then. She was greater than me then. It says her name, Sarah Imenu's name was Yiska, because she was Soche, she would float. She would float with Nivuah in the highest spheres of the heavens. So Abraham Avinu was able to say what she was. And I thought, by the way, according to this idea, a beautiful concept, we know that all the Chidushim of the Torah, there's many different ways to learn each and everything. And the other day we mentioned one idea with regards to this. I want to share one last one. If you look in the Torah, when we talk about the crying for Sarah Menu, it says, and Abraham came to eulogize Sarah and to cry for her. But in the Torah, if you look, the letter Chaf, is small in many reasons, but according to this, we have one more reason. Only Abraham was able to cry for her properly because he was able to say, I'm crying for her when she was small, when she was young. Even as a young woman, she was at Sadeket. When everyone else was going out and they were doing all the things and mistakes that young people get up to, even then she was Sadeket, Tahor, pure, 100%. Rabotai, we should be zochet, bezat Hashem, to be sadikim, not just when we're 95 years old and have no yesara, and we have no challenges, but even today, even when we're working, even when we're full of life and full of passion, and through that, bezat Hashem, we will be very much, we will shine like the sun itself. Baruch Adonai Le'olam.